0: Well, good morning. good morning. It is uh, wonderful to be back again and uh, grateful for this church. You are a part of what we're doing, so thank you. Thank you for being a part of it. And uh, I just want to say, you know, we, we have a lot of acquaintances in life, uh, but few good friends. And, and Pastor Bob is a great friend. Appreciate your friendship. And, uh, yeah, so I do have some newsletters in the back. Feel free to take them all. (laughs) And uh, if you'd like to follow us, uh, follow our ministry, just sign up. And uh, happy to have you do that and see what we're doing. Wasn't this morning exciting? Yeah. With all these baby dedications. Man, you just love that, don't you? (laughs) Yeah. That, That speaks of future. Praise the Lord. I love it. Love it, love it. Praise God. Take your Bibles, turn to Jonah chapter 1. Jonah chapter 1. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it, for their evil has come up before me. But Jonah rose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish, so he paid the fare went on board to go with them to Tarshish, away from the presence of the Lord. Father, I just thank you for your word this morning. Thank you for this great church. Thank you for the people of this congregation that so many of them have become dear friends. And uh, just so honored and grateful to be here this morning. I pray, oh God, that you'd take the few minutes we spend in your word to work within our lives today. Lord, we don't want this to be just a formality. We want, God, you to use your word to impact all of us, including me today. I ask you for that in Jesus' name, amen. Uh, Jonah. Written a long time ago, probably 793 to uh, 653 BC, somewhere in there. The name Jonah means dove. Um, very few details about his personal life, son of Amittai. He was from a little, little village about three miles north of Nazareth called Gath Heifer. Many agree that that Jonah attended the school of the prophets under Elisha, and uh, upon graduation, he achieved national fame as a young prophet. It's kind of an amazing reality. He predicted uh, that Jeroboam too would win a war against Syria. And uh, let me just read a couple of verses here from 2 Kings chapter 14. It has to do with this. Verse 23, in the 15th year of Amaziah, the son of Joash, king of Judah, Jeroboam, the son of Joash, king of Israel, began to reign in Samaria and reigned 41 years. He did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. He did not depart from all the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, which he made uh, Israel to sin. He restored the border of Israel from Lebo-Hamath, as far as the Sea of Araba, according to the word of the Lord, that the God of Israel, which he spoke by his servant Jonah, the son, the, the son of Amittai, the prophet, who was from gath Hepher, for the Lord saw that the affliction of Israel was very bitter, but there was none left bond or free, and there was none to help Israel. But the Lord had not said that he would not blot out the name of Israel from under heaven, so he saved them, by the hand of Jeroboam, the son of Joash, and who was the prophet who prophesied about all this? It was Jonah. So overnight, Jonah becomes this young popular uh, prophet with a positive patriotic message. It came to pass just as Jonah prophesied. Land was recovered to Solomon's kingdom proportions great optimism, Uh, commerce has expanded, international trade flourishes, Syria serves as a buffer with Assyria. It's an amazing time. And who's in the limelight but this young prophet by the name of Jonah. Amazingly, at the same time, there were two other prophets in Israel by the name of Amos Amos and, and Hosea who warned Israel Now it is time to turn back to God. But they did not listen. So now the word of the Lord comes to Jonah a second time. I'm I'm sure when when God began to speak to Jonah the second time, I'm, I'm sure Jonah was excited about that, wondering, man, we go from one to another. This is wonderful. Uh how, how did how did God speak to Jonah? We, we really don't know. The scripture isn't clear. It's a good question. Was it through a dream or vision or was it audible? Was it an angel? One thing we know for sure is that God spoke to Jonah in a way that Jonah understood. 1 Samuel chapter three, Samuel hears the voice of God audibly. But how did God speak to Noah? How did God speak to Abraham? How did God speak to Moses? Well, in many different ways. We see in the book of John, chapter 10, Jesus said, My sheep follow me, for they know his voice. They know my voice. Revelation chapter 2 and 3, over and over and over in the seven churches of Asia Minor. There were many different messages, but one was the same. Where 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 every time the word of the Lord says, He who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. Yeah. Revelation chapter 3 and verse 20, John says, These are the words of Jesus. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him, and he with me. So I'm absolutely convinced that you can hear the voice of God. I could hear the voice of God. How many know there's a lot of distractions? Huh? Lots of them, including this thing, right? (laughs) Yeah, lots of distractions. But he that has an ear to hear will hear what the Spirit is saying. And so if you intentionally have a heart and a desire to hear the voice of God, guess what? You're gonna hear God's voice you're gonna know what God is saying. And some of you need to know what God is saying today. Right. You're desperately in a place of, of decision-making. You're in a place where you need to know, God, which way should I go, left or right? Should I take the job or not? Should we move to this place or not? What are you calling us to? So I wanna pray for you right now as, as we're moving, and I'm not done, all right. so Okay, so here we go. So, so, So if you... If you need to hear the voice of God today, if you're in a place where you need to hear the voice of God, just, just raise your hand. I want to join with you in prayer this morning. Father, I, I pray for people all over this place right now. Some are at a point of decision of needing to hear the voice of God. And Lord, we say to you, we have an ear to hear. Yes, Lord. <laughs> we are saying to you today, God, we got our ears wide open. We want to hear your voice. and You promised to us, Lord, that if we would have an ear to ear, we would hear your voice. Yes, God. God, speak to us. Yes, we want to be a Samuel that would say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Yes, and so, God, today, we want to hear your voice. Thank you, Lord. And we receive that this morning in Jesus' name. So what was the word of the Lord to Jonah? Arise and go to Nineveh. This was disturbingly clear. Arise and go to Nineveh. It's an amazing word. Go to that great city and call out against it for their evil has come up before me. Now, Jonah was one of the few Old Testament Jewish prophets, who was sent to the Gentiles. It's kind of an interesting reality. We don't don't see that happening very often, but here, here God sends Jonah to the Assyrians. Nineveh was some 500 miles northeast of Israel, north of what now we know as being Baghdad, one of the largest and most ancient cities in the world. In fact, it goes all the way back to Genesis chapter 10. It's one of the four cities built by a guy by the name of Nimrod who happened to be the great grandson to Noah. It was a large city, an old city. It was a large city. It spanned 50 miles at walls that were, that, that were 30 feet tall and, and three chariots could actually ride across the walls. It was that, the walls were that thick. It was the capital of the Assyrian empire, not for just a couple years. It was, it was the capital of the Assyrian empire for 220 years. Can you imagine? From 885 to 665 BC. Assyria was the most feared nation of Jonah's day. Some, some cities actually that were surrounded by the Assyrian army chose suicide over surrender because they were so brutal. They would, they would ram sharp, sharp stakes through people's chests and, and literally fillet them out. They would cut off their lips and ears and hands and tongue. They would force parents to watch their children buried alive the term headcount was originated amongst the Assyrians as they would often pile the heads of their enemies at the gates of the city. And so I'm sure Jonah was saying with inwardly, God anywhere but not Nineveh. May your judgment come upon this evil nation. I don't want to proclaim that if they don't repent, they're going to be judged. I want them to be judged. You want me to do what? You want me to go there and, and, and call out against them a sound of warning to blow the trumpet? I can't do this. I can't do what you're calling me to do. And so verse three tells us that Jonah rose to flee from the presence of the Lord. So he goes to Joppa. Joppa is a Israeli city on the Mediterranean coast, 35 miles northeast of Jerusalem. By the way, it's the same city. It's the same city where where Peter went uh, in Acts chapter 10, where where God spoke to Peter about about being open to the Gentiles. It's kind of an interesting connection there in in Joppa. You see, there's, there's this... Natural resistance we all have. There's there's a natural president prejudice. It's as natural as breathing for all of us. You know there's there's this there's this assumption of of an unusual personal grace that God somehow is watching us more than he is watching others, huh? that God is somehow watching, not only us individually, but watching America more than He is watching other nations. How many know that's not true? <laughs> so we got to be careful, and 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 we fight we we fight this issue uh, of prejudice uh, regularly in all of our lives. You know, in the book of Ephesians, chapter three. And starting in verse 17, it says, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth to know the love of Christ that, that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. The love of God goes beyond me and it goes beyond you. How many are grateful for the love of God? Huh? You know, this morning, just during worship, I was just overwhelmed with a sense of gratitude for the goodness of God in my life. How many can say amen to that? The goodness of God. It's an amazing thing. But, but, but the same, the same goodness that God has for you, He pours out into the lives of, you know, He allows His, His rain to fall on the just and the unjust. John 3.16 says, for God's to love the good people. Is that what it says? No, for God's to love the, the rebellious, ugly world. Yeah. Huh? That stands in rebellion against God. God loves the world. Yeah. He loves people that are that are very different from you and I. In the book of in the book of Mark, I you, you know I love the I love the uh, honesty of scripture in relationship to the disciples. Mark chapter 9, verse 38. John, let's see if I got the right scripture here. John, John said to him, Teacher, we saw someone casting out demons in your name. We tried to stop him because he was not following us, but Jesus said, Don't stop him. No one who does a mighty work in my name will be able to, soon afterward to speak evil of me, for the one who is not against us is for us. It's a pretty liberal statement, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Prejudice. Jonah was prejudiced. I think sometimes I'm prejudiced. I think sometimes you're prejudiced. I, I gotta. I I'm gonna reveal my twisted humor here, but let me just read a, a little. This is not a true story, but it, it sounds like it, but here it is, okay. I was walking across a bridge one day and I saw a man standing on the edge about to jump off. So I so I ran over and said, stop, don't do it. There's so much to live for. He said, like what? And I said, well, are you religious or atheist? He said, religious. I said, me too. Are you Christian or Buddhist? He said, Christian. I said, me too. Are you Catholic or Protestant? He said, Protestant. I said, me too. Are you Episcopalian or Baptist? I said, Baptist. He. And I said, wow, me too, are you? Baptist church of God or Baptist church of the Lord." He said, Baptist church of God. I said, me too. Are you original Baptist church of God or Reformed Baptist church of God? He said, Reformed Baptist church of God. I said, me too. Are you Reformed Baptist church of God, Reformation of 1879 or or Reformed Baptist church of God, Reformation of 1915. He said, Reformed Baptist church of God, Reformation of 1915. I said, die heretic. And I pushed him off the bridge. prejudice (laughs) sometimes over the smallest things right wow by the way that's emil phillips he's a comedian that wrote that i thought it was funny so jonah had an itinerary choice and it was it was tarshish nineveh was 500 miles northeast across the desert Tarshish was 2,000 miles in the opposite direction on the shores of the Western Mediterranean, probably in Spain, the furthest outpost of the northern world, kind kind of the romantic place to go, huh? He's attempting to flee from the presence of the Lord. Psalm 139, David says, if I ascend to heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you're there if I dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea. It's an interesting statement there. Even there, your hand shall lead me. Jonah discovered how true David's words were, the deception of thinking we can run from God, the deception thinking that we would be better off running, the deception of thinking we know better than God does. The deception of thinking that positive circumstances are shipped to Tarshish is is confirmation that we're on the right track. Father, I pray for people within the sound of my voice this morning who are not going towards you but are running from you. Lord, I pray that even as, as you revealed to Paul in Acts 26, I pray this morning that you would turn them from darkness to light. Yes, God. You would turn them from the power of Satan to the power of God yes, Lord. so that they may believe. Lord, I pray that you would, you would stop them today in their tracks. I pray that God, they would, they would see the error of trying to go in the opposite direction of your will in their lives. We say to you today, God, we wanna do your will. We wanna hear your voice, but we also wanna do your will. Yes. Because we know that, that anything other than your will leads in, the, leads in the wrong direction. And so God, we say, we yield our lives to your will today if that's you just just raise your hand to the lord say god i yield myself to you today i yield myself to your purposes your plans that which you've intended i give myself to you today in the name of jesus thank you lord so jonah pays the fare and gets on board he's relieved he's kind of emotionally torn He's exhausted, goes to sleep. How does God respond? He could have said, good riddance. Get on the ship, get out of here. Don't wanna see you anymore. But he lovingly pursues Jonah. Jonah's rebellion is more than matched by the presence of God. Right. Aren't you glad for that? Yes. How many have somebody that's, that's out there somewhere not serving God? Mm-hmm. Huh? Got somebody like that? I do. Amen. I I am so grateful (laughs) that the power of God is greater than their rebellion. (laughs) That God is able to draw them in. So don't give up hope. Keep praying. Keep believing. Praise be unto God. To fulfill his rebellion, he had to climb over the mercy of God, Hmm. the mountains of God's mercy. So in Jonah chapter 1 and verse 7, it says, Here, that there was a great storm. It's an amazing reality. Well, let me go back. The Lord, verse four, the Lord hurled a great wind upon the sea and there was a, a mighty tempest on the sea so that the ship threatened to break up. Then the mariners were afraid and each cried out to his God and they hurled the cargo that was in the ship into the sea to lighten it t- uh, for them. But Jonah had gone down into the inner part of the ship and had lain down, was fast asleep. So the captain came down and said, what do you mean, you sleeper? Arise, call out to your God. Perhaps the gods will... Will, will give us a thought to us that we may not perish. And they said to one another, come, let us cast lots that we may know on whose account this evil has come upon us. So they cast lots and the lot fell on Jonah. Then they said to him, tell us on whose account this evil has come upon us. What is your occupation? Where did you come from? What is your country? And of what people are you? And he said to them, I'm a Hebrew and I fear the Lord of God of heaven who made the sea. And the dry land, then the men were exceedingly afraid and they said to him, what is this that you have done? For the men knew that he was fleeing from the presence of the Lord because he told them. Then they said to him, what shall we do to you that the sea may remain quiet? For the sea grew more and more tempestuous. And he said to them, pick me up, hurl me into the sea and the sea will become quiet. God must have spoke to him and said, (laughs) <laughs> That's what you got to do, buddy. <laughs> here you are. <laughs> you know, you made your bed, now you got to sleep in it. So, so here we go. So, 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 so God deals with them in this in this manner. It's interesting how how God orchestrated all of this. You know, the sovereignty of God with the lots and all that, and and, and Jonah's Jonah's pulled because of that. What, what Jonah told them to do didn't make a whole lot of sense, but, but they did it. You know, there's, 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 a, there's a secondary lesson here that I want you to see. Um, how your impact, how, how your decisions impact other people. That's right. This wasn't just a Jonah story. I mean, they threw all their cargo out, they thought they were gonna die. This was the end. Don't, don't just think that what you do is just has to do with you and nobody else. It always impacts other people. Right. So be careful. So he's thrown into the sea and we, you know, there's a big fish, you, you know, many... As I researched it, many think it was a great white whale. We, we're not exactly sure exactly what it was. But, but li- listen to Jonah's words, and, and I'm wrapping this, all right? Yeah, in a couple minutes, all right. <laughs> Jonah chapter two. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the belly of the fish. I called out to the Lord out of my distress, and he answered me, out of the belly of Sheol I cried. He heard my voice, for, for you cast me into the deep, into the into the heart of the seas, and the flood surrounded me, all your waves and your billows passed over me. Then I said, I'm driven away from your sight, yet I shall again look upon your holy temple. The water closed in over me to take my life, the deep surrounded me, weeds were wrapped about my head. At the roots of the mountains, I went down to the land whose bars closed upon me forever yet you brought up my life from the pit o oh, lord my god when my life was fading away i remembered the lord and my prayer came to you in your holy temple then uh, th- those who pay regard to vain idols forsake their hope of, of steadfast love but i am but but i with the voice of thanksgiving will sac- sacrifice to you what have i vowed i will pay salvation belongs to the lord and the lord spoke to the Fish and it vomited Jonah out upon the dry land. What a beautiful picture! Okay, so you can imagine he's in the he's in the belly of this fish. It's 98.6 degrees, humid. You know, you, you can imagine what the gastric juices were like in the stomach of that fish, and 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 everything else that was in. Oh my goodness! Yeah, let let's not go there. We're gonna have lunch. We're gonna have lunch pretty soon. Um, but. This is, this, is, this is more than a fairy tale, all right? We, we know that because Jesus refers to Jonah twice, at least in Matthew 12 and Matthew chapter 16. Why, why didn't God get somebody else? He could have. He was concerned for Nineveh, yes, but he was also concerned for Jonah. God loves the world, but God loves you. God's concerned for the world, but, but he's intimately concerned about your life. Your life is important to God. Where you're at is important to God. The decisions you make are important to God. I find that very comforting to know that God is concerned about our personal lives in such a wonderful way. And you know the rest of the story. So maybe God has spoken to you and you've rejected it or you've ignored it or you've been distracted by the things or you've ran, ran from it. I wanna to say to you again, stop, listen, turn around, do what you know God wants you to do. God, I pray for that all over again this morning. Pray that somebody in this room will say, God, I'm gonna follow you, I'm gonna do your will. I remember when I was 18 years old and living in rebellion against God and uh, I was in church on a Sunday sitting in the balcony at my home church. I was there not because I wanted to be in church but because my friends were there and we all had cars and we were gonna go out afterwards and that's what I was looking forward to. So I wasn't listening to the message and I was sitting up in the balcony and waiting for the service to be over. The altar call came at the end of the service and God spoke to me clearly. He said, Dave, you have a decision to make tonight. You decide you're gonna follow me and live for me or I want you to walk out and don't come back. No no more living a double life. No more coming to church and living for the world. And I knew it was God. And I knew I needed—I had a decision that night to make. And I went forward and recommitted my life to Christ. made a lot of mistakes since, but I've lived for Jesus ever since. And you may be here, God may be saying, I want you to make a decision today. I'm asking you to seriously consider that. Just surrender to the Lord today. Like Jonah, maybe you are a person that God has spoken to you and you think, well, it's too late. But the beautiful message is that God spoke to Jonah a second time. He'll speak to you all over again. Hear the voice of God. In my younger days, when I was 12 years old, I was at a camp, Lake Amish Bible Camp, sitting around a campfire, and the Lord spoke to me. Isn't it amazing how God can speak to kids? Yeah. God spoke to me, called me into the ministry. I was this young kid, stuttering problem. as far away from being qualified To even consider going eventually into ministry? You heard the other part of the story about my later rebellion, but God knew. God knew I would come back. I thank God that he made that decision that day to not run, but to turn around and follow. And so as I close this morning, just gonna have you bow your heads. Not gonna ask anybody to come forward Not gonna point you out, not gonna ask you to stand. But you're here today. You are here today. and God is speaking to you. And you know God is speaking to you. He's calling you to follow him and to do his will. Maybe you've been ignoring it. Maybe your logic has said, I don't need to do that. But today the Lord is saying, Will you follow me? Will you go the way that I want you to go? If that's you today, just just raise your hand to the Lord. Say, that's me, Dave. That's me. Praise God. Praise God. There are others today. Just just raise your hand. Just listen between you and God. I'm going to do what you want me to do. Even if it costs me, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to be obedient to you. Because I've heard your voice, Amen, Amen, Amen. Father, we just surrender our lives to you today. The following, we use the best best thing we could ever do. Best thing I could ever have done that day was to say yes to you when you spoke so clearly to me when I wasn't even listening. Thank you, God. But God, I'm also saying to you today, I want to hear you today and tomorrow and next week and next month. I want to continue to hear your voice, to follow your leading. I'm sure, sure Jonah would agree with us today. It was a right thing to do what God wanted me to do. May we be obedient to you, may we follow your leading. May we have an ear to hear, and then say yes, in Jesus' name.